And he's got the chump, the chump, the chump champ zone. Oh my goodness, I love it. What the hell just happened? Oh. <laughs> Can't tell me you guys weren't chalk zone fans back in the day. I was very, very 90s. And I, I really, really loved it. Those are getting better and better. Welcome, boys and girls, to the Chumps of Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Danny, Scott, and Matt are all here. How you guys doing? Great. How are you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's episode 18. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Finally adults now. But uh, we got a fun one for you today. We're going to do a half PPR 12-team mock draft because it is mock draft time. Am I right? Is there anything better than mock drafts in mid-August? I got my first big draft a week from today. We need to get some mock drafts in. It's going to be a big auction draft. Whew. Oh, man. Mm. I've never done an auction draft. Neither and have I. I. That, I that hear makes that me they're, so nervous. I hear they're really, really fun. They're loads of fun. They're frustrating. They take forever. I love them, and my teams always look terrible after them. They're tough. I feel like um, I would never be willing to spend what it takes for the front guys, and then I'd have all my money left when everyone else had like a third of theirs. Yep. Yeah, I feel it's like that's exactly what I would do. Like if Christian McCaffrey, because they do nominations. So if Christian McCaffrey was first, I'm like, I'm too afraid to lose half of my money right away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta. Mm-hmm. Well, also, guess what happened, champs? We pumped out another amazing hot article. Matt, tell us about the article we just dropped for the boys. This is the champs' hottest guys of 2020 going into the season. Got a lot of different categories. I think we break down a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end for a bunch of different categories like studs, uh, flyers, guys that are creeping up your draft board, value picks, what have you. But you don't want to go into your draft without reading this first. That's awesome. It's awesome. Um, go to chumpschampspodcast.com to find that article, our past shows. Let's get into some news, though. Big news of today is the two major tight ends in the NFL, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, signed super massive extensions. Did you guys hear about mm-hmm. these? George oh, Kittle, yeah. five years and $75 million extension to stay in San Francisco. And Travis Kelsey, four years, $57 million. They broke some records for the tight end position in money, but I think they deserve it. What do you guys think? Is Casey ever going to run out of money? I was wondering that same thing. <laughs> they gave Mahomes so, so much. They signed somebody else in the offseason to a ton of money, yeah. too. A good a defender, maybe, or a lineman or something like that. Yeah, it was, somebody made pretty big money. It's just very... I don't know. I think the Rams did that like two years ago. I didn't know where they kept pumping out money from, but I guess you, you work the salary cap, you do bonuses or this or that, hide money here, and mm-hmm. teams seem to figure it out. Yeah, I don't think the Rams have anything left these days yeah, <laughs> to sign anybody true. now. That's fine. Yeah, George Kittle's 26 years old. Travis Kelsey's 30. How long before Kilsil- Kittle is the new Kelsey? You guys know what I mean? How long like, before we start talking? Is it now or is it next year or what? Yeah, yeah. Kittle's, Kittle's a number one. <laughs> I would vote Kelsey Scott out of the two. Uh, I'm slightly leaning toward Kittle this year, <gasps> but mm-hmm. it's not as confident as Matt seems to be. <laughs> yeah, he loves his Kittle. Um, more news: college football. Yikes! Ooh, uh oh. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 are pushing their seasons off until the spring. Yet. The rest of the Power Five conferences are staying put. I have no idea what that means 
for the college football playoff or a national champion or Mizzou or what does that mean? What does that mean for the NFL draft? That's going to get weird, isn't it? If they're going to be playing actively playing college football, like while I don't, I don't, I don't like that because our XFL just got bought up, and I was hoping they did like a bubble spring league. And if college gets pushed to the spring, then there, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see how any of these conferences end up playing. I feel like this is going to be where they're like, nope, we're going to play. Schools are going to open up here in a couple weeks, and then two weeks in, they're going to all have massive outbreaks, and they're all going to, yeah, send everyone home already. But we have all the faith in the NFL, right? NFL right. is still <laughs> happening on schedule. Well, another thing that happened, they, a couple of days ago, they reported that the NFL has tested over 100,000 tests between NFL players, coaches, and personnel. And their positivity rate, they wanted it to be under 5%, and it was 0.46% positivity oh, wow. rate, which is oh, wow. outstanding so far. They're so baseball keep... is just like the big clusterfuck out of the group, right? Yes. It's just a disaster. <laughs> I mean, Cardinals have played five games, and the rest of the, the teams are wrapping up the regular season. <laughs> Did you guys hear? I think it came out today. There was a Seahawks player. Who got busted trying to sneak a girl into the team? Yes. Hotel. Yeah, and I guess he, he tried got to cut. dress. Yeah, he got cut because of it. he tried to dress her up in like a bunch of team gear and pass her off as a player. And <laughs> oh my it didn't god! Work. What a moron! Oh, poor guy. Oh, poor uh, girl. You yeah, poor girl. girl. That's true. And now she's putting on blast on. Oh man. Yeah, it was. I think it was a rookie corner, and he got cut because of it. He tried to sneak a girl into the hotel. Ah. What are you going to do? But hey, good for the Seahawks for being like, no, COVID. Can't, <laughs> can't be doing this, please. What do you think if Mahomes was trying to sneak a girl into the hotel? We would not. He would cut, right? <laughs> <laughs> precedents think, are precedents, Danny. Yeah, the Chiefs would just cut him and just absorb all that dead money <laughs> out of principle. Uh, we are ready to do our mock draft. Are we not, guys? You guys ready to rock on this thing? I think so. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to do a 12-team, half-point PPR mock draft with a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a defense and a kicker, and six bench spots. We are going to randomly select all three of our draft spots, and it looks like... Drum roll. Oh, my. Oh, my, guys. Oh, look at so, that. <laughs> Matt is going number five. Scott is going number six. And I am going number seven in this 12-team draft. This is going to be interesting. We're all smushed together right there in the middle. Nobody gets an end. No smush. Oh. No, 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 this is a no smush zone <laughs> for this wild and wacky draft. Matt is on the clock. So when Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, sorry, Matt, but Michael Thomas went third. Uh, and then Ezekiel Elliott. So Matthew is up. I just got all the best players to pick from after the top four. <laughs> um, I get all the scraps. Looks like the top they're giving me is Alvin Kamara, which I don't hate. Um, Cook and Henry right behind him, both pretty exciting as well. I'm not going to reach for a quarterback, Lamar Jackson or Mahomes. I uh, don't like Devonte Adams, a top receiver on the board. I'd rather go with Julio or even D Hop, but it's too early for that. I got to take one of these running backs. Kamara Cook or Henry are the ones I'm considering. I think I like Dalvin Cook the best. I think in a half PPR, 
like, I mean, what are we, we're looking at a big pass to catching running back. We're looking at a run only running back and we're looking at a mix and Dalvin mm-hmm. cook is that mix. And this is half PPR. So it just seems to fit. I'm going to go Dalvin cook. That math adds up. Yeah. Um, I was thinking if he, if you didn't pick him there, I would just because he, he does scare me a little bit with his injury history, but at the same time, my God, when that guy's on the field, the numbers he puts up are happens. just insane. So you can't, can't go wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm looking at Alvin Kamara or Derrick Henry because I also like running back at this point just because I feel like these bell cow backs are going to be more profitable in your points and everything than the wide receivers at this point. And the fact that it's half PPR makes me lean toward Kamara over Derrick Henry. Right. Kamara did have his little injury stuff last year, but I think that's why his numbers weren't great. And I'm hoping this year, if he's completely healthy, obviously that offense is insanely good. So I don't think you can go wrong with picking Alvin Kamara at this point. Mm -hmm. I smell a big bounce back for Kamara this year. So Scott takes Alvin Kamara, and that puts me on the clock at the seven spot. Um, I think this is pretty standard how the first six picks have gone with the major five running backs and Michael Thomas off the board. Um, So that leaves me looking at, I know we've kind of spoke about it already, Derrick Henry is who I'm looking at. I know that it's half PPR, but you can't ignore the one million touchdowns that Derrick Henry is going to get on the ground. Because uh, he is just an absolute machine. I think he's the obvious next best running back after those top five. There is Devontae Adams and Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins, who I'm actually growing on lately, but I'm going to not overthink this and go with the guy I want, and that's Derrick Henry. There you go. So Derrick Henry goes to me at seven, and then it goes Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, and Julio Jones to finish out the first round. Then coming back around, it's a DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey. Early in the second round, interesting. Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler, and it's back to me. So, this is thoughts the latest so far. Yeah. Out of, well, like recent since the news broke, I haven't seen Clyde Edwards Hilaire dropping this low in drafts. It seems like he's been going like earlier than he should in the first, and now he's around mid second round. Are people finally starting to like die off of this hype? I don't know. I feel like that might be the case. Uh, I think this is good. I think this is a good territory for Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a 12-team draft, though, right in the middle of the second round. Because, Matt, you were right. He was going in the middle of the first round like a week ago. Mm -hmm. But now I'm looking at him here. But next to him is Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake I'm a big fan of. Aaron Jones is there, too, but I think he is behind those other three. Wide receivers that are available. Galladay, Robinson, Evans, my boy DJ Moore, but and also George Kittle's over there, and both the quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes. But I'm going to take a leap here, and I'm actually going to see how I feel at the end when I take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think this Ooh. is good value. What do you guys think about that in the middle of the second as my second up. running back? I think you got rooked, Danny. I got rooked. No, that's all right. <laughs> There's risk, but there is a lot of upside. And I'm not having to rely on him in my, as an RB1. He can be my RB2 because I think Derrick Henry's a beast. So we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, take him there. There's, there's enough upside if you've already got one of those bell cow backs to where yeah. if he's anything of what they're expecting him to be or what people are building him up to be, 
then you're going to be set with your running backs. Yeah. So Scott is up now. He took Alvin Kamara in the first, and now he's in the middle of the second round. What are you thinking, Scott? <sighs> so I am not thinking quarterback here, even though this is about the time Mahomes usually goes. I am a big fan of Miles Sanders this year, especially in a half PPR or full PPR or whatever you're at. I think he's going to be the main guy. I don't think Boston Scott's really going to be anything but a change of pace just to give him a breather here and there. Right. Maybe some goal looks here and there, but I think Miles Sanders is pretty much going to be the three down back. He's Galladay's like the last. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, you're good. And Galladay was the one receiver I was looking at, but I feel like, well, I was going to say there's a pretty obvious tear break after Galladay. I'm going to go Miles Sanders just because I like him this year. I think he's going to be great in a. Yeah, Miles Sanders is a great RB, too. I was back and forth between Sanders and Edwards Hilaire and Drake, honestly, in that spot. I so, was I don't going into you. that uh, string of picks with those three available. I'm like, just don't leave me with Drake, guys, because I don't like Drake. <laughs> nah. And what do you guys do? You leave me with Drake. We I, left you with Galladay. You know I, you actually, want that. <laughs> out, of the, out of those three running backs, the number one that I would have wanted was Miles Sanders. I love his upside this year. I love his situation. But yeah, go, um, Scott. I, I kind of wanted to go running back, running back, because I don't usually do that, surprisingly. Uh, but man, Galladay's staring at me right now. Don't love mm-hmm. Drake. Don't love Jones. After that, it's a big tier break. So, uh, you know what? The other interesting one is George Kittle sitting in here. Still. Oh, I, I didn't even, you, you tend to forget. <sighs> you don't, don't want know. Lamar Jackson or, or Patty Mahomes? No. I got <laughs> I, I, I to no. go. Here. I'll, I'll be upset with myself if I don't. Oh, and there goes Kittle. <laughs> Kenny, Galladay, Kenny Galladay goes to Matt, and then it goes George Kittle, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones. You're kidding me. DJ Moore. So he stacks both McCaffrey and Moore on the team. He's just all in on the Panthers. But starting the third round goes Patrick Mahomes, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, and Lamar Jackson. And it's back to Matt, who took Dalvin Cook in the first and Kenny Galladay in the second. I got to say, if, if Lamar Jackson would have still been on the board, I would have maybe done something wacky and taken a quarterback in the third round. But luckily, they relieved me of that urge. But since that- I was... Go ahead. That would have been that would have been great value though. I mean, to get those two guys you can rely on as a running back, wide receiver, and then get arguably the best quarterback in the whole draft, you could feel pretty good about that mm-hmm. there. That's about when I would look at them. Yeah. Um, what I'm really seeing now is there are a lot of these running backs that I just really like their value of last year staring at me in a row. Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, James Conner. Lev Bell, David Johnson, all those guys I think have very safe floors. I guess maybe not Carson with a safe floor, but they all have decent ceilings and safe floors. Kind of want to pull the trigger on Gurley and just go with it. I like that offense. Mm -hmm. They're going to be productive. I think they're going to score a lot. Some great receivers still available, but I think I'm going to find some value on my fourth round pick, so I'm just going to go ahead and draft Gurley. So Matt goes with Todd Gurley, and now it's the Scott who took Kamara and Sanders, two running backs right out of the gate. So, kind of like Matt said, there are still running backs I really like there. I really like Leonard Fournette. However, I already have in my one-two. And I always like to have a running back in my flex, but that's not to say that I still can't get one. And looking at the receivers that are left, the rankings that we have up here on this site, it's got Juju as the next one, which I would completely agree with. But I 
think the teardrop is after him. Teardrop. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Amari Cooper or Thielen. Um, I do like Odell this year, but not as much as Juju. And some of the guys after him, I think Juju's far and away here with the upside and Roethlisberger being back. So I'm definitely going to go Juju here. Juju Smith-Schuster to Scott. And now it's to me. Um, I started off with two running backs, which always makes me feel good as soon as I draft the second running back, and then it comes back around to me, and then I wish that I wouldn't have. Do you know what I mean? Do you guys ever get yep. that feeling? You're like, this is going to be a great idea, and then you do it, and you're like, why on earth? I think it's always after that second pick, you get to your third round pick, and there's just obviously a difference in level yeah. players. So you're like, oh, man, I could have taken this, this, or that in a second. Yeah. So the two big tight ends are gone. The two big quarterbacks are gone. Uh, we're in the third round, so I don't want to get out of control. There are running backs that I like, but I think I need to get a wide receiver here. And I'm with Scott. I'm not a big Amari Cooper fan. I don't like him being the wide receiver one for my team. I'm going to go with a guy that I'm becoming more and more on this don't offseason. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. You can I see who it's going to be. I know who it is. Who do you think it's going to be, guys? Both of you. I AJ. think, I think it's going to be Odell. It's Odell. Oh. oh, you were right, Matt. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly liking Odell Beckham Jr. I actually just wrote an article that's going to be coming out soon, kind of breaking down Odell Beckham Jr. and Juju Smith-Schuster and the comparisons between the two. There's a plug for you. But I took Odell Beckham. And then when Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson to end the third round. Fourth round started with Mark Andrews, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, and Zach Ertz, and it's back to me. So that's interesting. Cooper Cup went before Robert, Robert Woods, and Woods was the one who really ended the year hot last year when they moved to the 12 personnel. Right. You, guys, you guys think Coop's going to have the bounce back? He's going to find his place in the offense again? I, I, like a week ago, I was like, no, no, he could, because he's really, really talented. And if they manufacture ways to get Cooper Cup the ball, then yeah. yes. But if they continue with the way, the 12 personnel that worked out really well, I don't see how Cooper Cup's going to succeed on the outside. They need to have him in the slot, and 12 personnel is not the way to do that. So I think it's either going to be Cup or it's going to be Higby that breaks out and one of them fades away based off of just the system. Do you agree? Oh, by the way, did you guys see the news the other day that there was a Tyler Higby that got like cut, I think, but it was Higby spelled with a Y at the end, and it was a totally different position on another team, irrelevant. And I totally thought it was a tight end on the right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I took Odell Beckham with my last pick. I'm going to go another wide receiver, and Matt kind of started talking about him. Robert Woods. He has a lot of potential in that Rams offense to be the number one guy. I like him as my wide receiver too, so I'm going to take wide I'm going to take wide receiver. I'm going to take Robert Woods to be my second wide receiver to Odell Beckham, and that leaves Scott on the board. Yeah, I definitely like Robert Woods this year. Um, if, he was, if you didn't pick him, I'd have trouble going with my next pick for sure because I'd have trouble passing him over. Uh, so at this point, I got my two starting running backs. I got my number one wide receiver. At this point, what I'm looking at is – like I said earlier, I always like to fill my flex with a running back if possible. I'll fill your flex. And I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I like, uh, there's some decent receivers there, but I think 
not being too many picks away from my next pick, there's still going to be somebody I like there. So I'm going to think running back here and the top three are James Conner, Lev Bell, David Johnson. Scott, before you, when you make your pick, you have to make a pun on the spot with your pick. Okay. Remember that have to go. Oh boy. Come on, Danny. This has already taken long enough. <laughs> I thought it was just going to come to him. So uh, it's mind. not because I'm All thinking right. James before Connor, the end of the draft. And, uh, I got nothing on that. Uh, um, Connor is a goner on the draft board. <laughs> Look, Matt just did it immediately. Okay, get like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Matt's the um, new pun guy. So I think uh, James Connor in the flex spot is a great, great guy to have there. I think his upside's good. Health concern a little bit maybe, but I think that offense is going to be a lot better with Roethlisberger back, like we've said a million times. And I just think he's got the talent to have a bounce back here. Yeah. And I like their offense a lot more than I do the Jets with Lev Bell. He's probably mm. second there. So Sure. So Scott goes with a couple of Steelers, Juju and James Kana. Mm. And then now it's up to Matt. So, yeah, Connor was definitely kind of hanging out there. I know he has some concerns, but still staring at me are Love Bell and David Johnson. I only have one receiver now, and it's the fourth round. And that kind of that's scary me. But I think I'm going to load up on another running back. But the, my problem is I like both Bell and Johnson this year. I think I'm just going to go with Johnson because I think that team's going to be a little more productive and not worry about it too much. But I think Bell's going to get quite the workload for anybody who wants to draft him. David yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I think they're both like right next to each other in my on my draft board too. So so Matt goes with David Johnson and then Jonathan Taylor, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, and Le'Veon Bell finish off the fourth round. Circling it back around. Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker, Mark Ingram, and DK Metcalf. And Matt is on the clock again. He's got Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, and David Johnson as his running backs, and Kenny Galladay as his wide receiver. This fell exactly how I wanted it to. There was one guy I, I was eyeing up on the re- receiver list that I really wanted to follow me, and that's T.Y. Hilton. I think in the fifth round, he's a tremendous value. He's my wide receiver, too, so he's got to perform, but I think he's in a great situation to do that this year. Um, I'm going to take him and grab somebody else with some high upside later on to kind of... Uh, sure up that floor but i love that pick so scott's on the clock he's got three running backs and wide receiver just like matt just did oh my god you guys are adorable yeah so right now my obvious thought is wide receiver get uh get somebody in there to fill out my two but man looking at running back still there's one guy that oh i know who, who it is who would be it's david montgomery Ooh, he's uh that would be a fourth running back for me. And then you get into that territory of, well, I can't play them all. So I, I scare myself out of, you know, that situation to where it's, <laughs> I'm going to play the wrong guy on the wrong week. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's only one wide receiver. I still like, and it's not Keenan Allen. I do not like the charter situation. Um, granted Jacksonville situation isn't great either, but I like DJ Chark. I think he busted on the scene last year. I think he's going to take an even another step forward this year. And I think he's going to be the go-to guy on a lot of their drives. Hopefully yeah. they don't stall as much last year. So I'm going to go ahead and take DJ. I'm a big oh, DJ you Chark got, fan. You got your Jag. Got my you Jag got early this one. Jag. 
Get your you jacket. I'm mine. warming up to more is Terry McLaurin, even though that team is such like garbage fire. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, I like Terry McLaurin a lot too. Talent's definitely there. I, I I was reading in a forum online a very heated debate between McLaurin and AJ Brown. And obviously AJ Brown's getting the more hype. Um, but it was there was good points both sides of who to draft uh first. And at the end, I'm still a Titans fan. I'm still gonna draft AJ Brown first myself, but it made them seem much more tier relevant and McLaurin's definitely the bargain compar- mm-hmm. comparably. Yeah, I, I like McLaurin this year. Um, I like his talents and if he can do what he did last year with a terrible team, why can't he do it again? I mean, DJ Chark, we like DJ Chark and he is a up and coming wide receiver on a bad Scott team. Scott tearing up over there. Don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> I didn't mean that. All right, so... Scott's team is Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and DJ Chark. I think that's a really good-looking team also. I think three good running backs, two potentially breakout wide receivers. I think you've done good, Scott. Are you happy? Gee, thanks. I am. I would like to see a star wide receiver, but if you're going wide receiver or running back, running back, you're not going to get one of those guys that you feel super comfortable with. Unless you get Odell like Danny did. Yeah, I like Odell. I think he's going to be amazing. But Scott left me with David Montgomery, and I want him. I think he's (laughs) going to get a lot of volume. And if he can just improve the little spit on his yards per carry and maybe catch some passes, he's going to be a great, great star. He's my third running back, so... That's an easy David Montgomery pick for me to give me my third running back. There's a huge tear break after that. I think that's great value in the fifth round. David Montgomery in the fifth. I will take that all year long in drafts. Right. So I got Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Odell Beckham, Robert Woods, and David Montgomery. I'm happy with that. I like my three running backs. I like the potential of my wide receivers. What do you guys think of my team so far? Oh, you're just fishing for compliments, Danny. Yeah. Let me bring up everybody else's team. Tell them they're good. good Only good things. Okay, go. Oh, well, you got a Titan there in your first round pick. That's great. Yeah. Huh, huh. No, I like it. I think Derrick Henry has a super safe floor. He's going to get a ton of volume. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire, tons of upside, bit of a risk, but those balance each other out a ton. Odell, I think he's great value in the third. Robert Woods, eh, I'm not as huge as I just, there's a lot of uncertainty, but that team loves to pass. So why not? Dave Montgomery already talked about him. Yeah, I feel like it's very similar to mine where. I like my running backs a lot. I like your running backs a lot. Receivers, I'm not as comfortable. Same with your team. But with your running backs, even if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't quite what they're thinking he's going to be, I think David Montgomery is going to have more than enough stats to be your RB2, and then Clyde Edwards could drop to your flex, Mm -hmm. and you still play him, but Montgomery has the better season. Right. So let's take a break here, guys. We've gone through five picks. Um, Let's stretch our legs, regroup, and we'll come back uh, after the break. What do you think? Sounds good. See you in a minute, champs. Welcome back, champs. The Chumps Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are doing a 12-team half PPR mock draft. We are right in the middle of things. Uh, Matt is drafting from the five spot. Scott's going from the six spot. I'm going from the seven spot, and I am on the clock right now. My team so far is Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Odell Beckham, Robert Woods, and David Montgomery. Now, after I went with David Montgomery in the fifth round, it went Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, Russell Wilson, A.J. Green, Raheem Mostert, 
Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Watson, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, and Ronald Jones. And now I'm up. Guys, I'm looking at the landscape here, and tight ends, the bulk of the top ones are gone. Running backs starting to look bare. Wide receivers are starting to look bare. But Dak Prescott is still on the board, and he's my number three quarterback. I think the middle of the sixth round is a good enough time as any to pull the trigger on my number three quarterback. I know you guys aren't big early quarterback takers, but would you be eyeballing any of your quarterbacks in the sixth round if they have that much value? No, I was just going to take him if you didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. I well, now I, don't, now I don't know what to do. I guess that means I know, eh, you know what, I'm going to go for it anyway. Uh, Prescott is now on my team, and I am even more in love with my team. Oh, gross. Now, now Scott is up. See, that's, that's why I'm, I don't have a big gut feeling toward any of the wide receivers that are there, for sure. Justin Tucker's still available. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I don't see the value right now in taking a wide receiver. So I'm not looking there. Tight end, I'd rather go quarterback than tight end at this point because I yeah. think the tight ends are so deep and the teardrop is not Teardrops. nearly as great. Teardrop. And uh, <laughs> running backs, right now you've got a couple guys that are there that have upside so it's not a for sure thing if you're going to go with a running back here and that's why i'm still actually looking at quarterback right now Ooh, you're gonna go kyler which i'm not usually doing but after kyler i think there is a decent drop off from my rankings anyways i mean there's still guys i like but i think he does have a huge upside this year and that offense, I think, is going to be rolling. And mm-hmm. as long as he doesn't just, you know, screw the pooch on this one, I think he's uh, more than capable of going here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a quarterback early. I don't think this – I think this is good value. I think in the sixth round, taking these guys is not reaching. I think, it's a, I think it's a good a good enough spot as any to get a – could be elite – there are tons of super productive, like start them every week quarterbacks on the board, like Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys that you don't even have to stream with. And then after that, you got all the streamers. You guys are missing Dak out. Dak Prescott on. could become Upside the next Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes and change the entire landscape of the quarterback. So could Matt Drew Stafford's Locke. not going to do that. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, when they broke out, they were last round draft picks. Mm hmm. The difference between Dak Prescott and all those guys you're saying is big enough from the sixth round to the ninth round that I feel great taking compared to a fourth wide receiver or fourth running back that's like mm, kind of middling. I'll get that guy in the next round and just have an elite, could be elite Because you're going to miss out on the high upside guys. With, like, and then the sixth round, you're not going to miss out on it. Uh, if I took him in the Cam fourth Bakers? round, then sure. Cam Makers could be huge. I'll take Dak Prescott in the sixth round over no. Cam Makers. That's fine. You still got no, other guys. You got other, you got other quarterbacks Makers, that can though. be as productive as Dak Prescott. I don't think that they team. will be as productive as Dak Prescott. That's why he's my third quarterback. I think he's that good. Now, if he wasn't there, I may not have done it, but I really do think Dak Prescott's going to be All that right, I'm good. Make a bet with you that I can okay. find a quarterback each week of this regular season in standard scoring who's less than, what would you consider a uh, streamable quarterback, less than 20% owned? That sounds good. 
less than twenty five percent owned, probably. Sure. Okay. 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 Whatever whatever the streaming quarterback percent owned is, I bet you I can find one of those every week of this year that outperforms Dak Prescott. Every single week you're gonna find that guy. Week one through sixteen. <laughs> okay. That's fine. We can make that bet. All right, six pack on the line. Okay. Now he's gonna log take? it. I'm gonna be handing out some six packs this week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I think I like I just mentioned, I don't really love the tight ends available. I think I'm gonna be reaching on those if I take one this early. I said I, there are so many every week startable quarterbacks still available that could have huge years. And there's the high upside guys like Danny mentioned with Lamar Jackson and Mahomes and their breakout years that they could be breakouts also at the later end of the of the draft. But there's only certain running backs that have the opportunity to take the reins of a starting role in an offense. One of those might be DeAndre Swift, but I don't like his situation as much as Cam Akers, who's also available. I think Cam Akers is going to take the reins. So I'm going to go ahead and draft him here because I think that's tons of upside here. Rather than I, think, I think you're right in the Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift comparison. I, I know what you're saying. They're rookies that are not exactly the guy, but well, I think Cam, still there. Cam Akers, <laughs> uh, his path to being the guy in L.A. is much easier than DeAndre Swift because I think on Johnson, if, at worst, is just going to be a thorn in his side. Yeah, uh, that's going to be muddy. I think Detroit could do well with both those guys in the backfield, but it's going to be tough for fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Matt takes Cam Akers, and then it goes Marquise Brown, Hunter Henry, Josh Allen, Julian Edelman, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup, Drew Brees, and Darius Slayton. And now it's back around to Matt. Oh, wow. I've gone running back heavy. I have four running backs already, but I love them. I love my depth at running back. Only two wide receivers. Luckily, I really like Galladay and Hilton. Uh, I kind of want to snatch up another receiver. If you're going to have depth at one position, I would say running back is the place to have it, so I think you're fine. Receivers can get tough, though, um, because receiving cores get crowded, and then targets get scarce on whoever's on the uh, waiver wire. And then you're like, oh, my God, will this guy at least get me six targets this game to be somewhat fantasy relevant? Looking at who's available, both Fuller and Cooks are right next to each other, but we just don't know how that situation is going to, I guess, shake out. And I already have David Johnson. Don't love loading up on one team. Marvin Jones is both Danny and Scott's boy this year. And yeah. I mean, what I keep saying is I'll pick him up once he's dropped off the waiver wire at some point. <laughs> Jones and Forum. Oh, there oh, you yeah. go. It's about time. The guy I like, who might be a little bit of a reach, but is Deontay Johnson available? I just think he's going to fall into a really nice wide receiver two role. I was eyeballing him too. And with Big Ben there, um, supposedly healthy for the whole year i think he's gonna do great this year so I'll if you don't take him. deontay johnson he's not gonna make it back around to you oh then i'll do it oh my god i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> all right so matt takes deontay johnson and now it's up to scott okay um so i don't quite agree with the deandre swift analysis i think he's got a decent chance of being the guy before the midway point through the season I don't think Carrion's going to go away, but I think he's got a pretty good shot of impressing at the beginning and taking over. Kind of what I'm thinking right now is three running backs, only got two wide receivers, so my instincts obviously say going wide receiver. And I wasn't big on this guy before, but I'm starting to like Brandon Cooks more and more. Excuse me. Just with that offense 
and that quarterback. He's been relevant with every team he's played for, and I know he gets traded a lot, but I only have him this one year, so who cares if he's on a different team next year? <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm going to take Brandon Cooks here. Brandon Cooks goes to Scott, and now I'm on the clock. I've got three running backs, two wide receivers, and my quarterback. I, are, I know that I have Odell Beckham already, and Kareem Hunt plays for the same team as him. But I think in this round, getting Kareem Hunt has tremendous upside. Not only with a, if Nick Chubb were to get injured, then Kareem Hunt immediately becomes a borderline RB1. I think he has standalone value, especially in half PPR, because he's going to catch a lot of passes. I think he's going to be on the field a lot. So I'm going to get another running back in the form of Kareem Hunt, even though he's kind of a hybrid running back wide receiver. Well, what's really, nice of, what's really nice about him is he has running back eligibility. So if he does get a lot of work out of slot and he's getting seven or plus targets a game and you're having running back woes, you can fill in one of your running back slots with Kareem Hunt and you're feeling a lot better about your starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm liking him more and more. Um, in this, in this range, the seventh round range, I think that's really good value. Higher than that would scare me a little bit. But after Kareem Hunt goes Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Debo Samuel, Will Fuller, Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Swift, Marvin Jones. Come on, man. Sony, Mich- Sony Michelle, really? Jordan Howard, and then San Francisco's defense goes mm. in the middle of wow. the eighth round. Wow. No oh thanks. wow! Oh thanks! Oh, and I was oh wow! Um, God, there's a couple of running backs that I want, but is this and this that's too much, right? That's just a little bit of overkill on the running back. Is there such a thing as overkill in the running back position? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I really think you're sitting at four right now, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think rostering five is ever a bad situation. And yeah, what two running backs, a flex, and six bench spots? I think five is completely reasonable and taking them this early just means that they're going to be more relevant. Well, you have convinced me. You've convinced me. And that means I'm going to go with the potential star. That is JK Dobbins. JK Dobbins. Uh, JK Dobbins is my, <laughs> my fifth running back behind Henry Edwards, Lair, Montgomery, cream hunt. And then him, if he were to be the guy in that offense, if something happened to Ingram or he gets more touches than we think, ooh, doggy. Oh, God, I got to start thinking about getting a wide receiver or two. Um, <laughs> so now Scott is on the clock. Scott, what are you thinking here in the eighth round? So I'm his ADP says this is too early for him. Quite frankly, I don't care because I'm thinking the line. Quite frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm thinking along the same lines as kareem hunt and then just a little step down from that is james white in a passing offense which we don't know if it's going to be a passing offense like it was last year but again as a fourth running back not really depending on him to be putting up huge numbers i think he's still a very relevant flex play especially if it's streaming on certain weeks or plugging in on certain weeks i think he's got the potential other than that matt Breida. He's obviously could easily be the starter there. That's what scares me a little bit. I don't know for sure what's going on with that situation. Don't nobody know. And it's Miami, so it's not like they're a prolific offense that's constantly scoring and you know. You don't think Fitz Magic is gonna get it going? I love him, but I just don't see them being the uh front runners in many offensive categories. This is year. there anybody in the NFL you want to party with more than Ryan Fitzpatrick? 
Maybe Minshew. Just all the Florida quarterbacks. Oh, you are right. <laughs> I take it back. Minshew's the answer. Maybe Gronk. I don't know if I could. I don't know if it, I could. Yeah. Like Maybe, hang. Well, Gronk's in Florida too. Get Baker down there. Oh, and, oh. you're right. <laughs> Florida's a place to be, minus the COVID. Sorry, Scott. We derailed your uh, your pick. Go oh, it's it. all good. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm, I don't. Again, tight end. No one's really at value to me yet. There. I guess there's a couple guys you could think about, but. I'm just not going tight in this early. And there's no wide receivers that I'm looking at that I like. Definitely none of the top ones that this is suggesting. So I'm going to take James White. It's not so bad. Not so bad in a half PPR. Not so bad at all. Well, now, I have four running backs and three wide receivers, and I'm feeling pretty good at those positions. Um, I think I'm going to try to fill in one more receiver later with a little bit of a depth pick that I like. I don't want to kind of muddy the waters or sorry, crowd the core, I guess, before I get there. So I think I am going to go with the tight end in the eighth. And uh, there's a couple guys above him still, Evan Ingram and Higby. But I love Hayden Hurst this year and I keep saying it. I'm going to go ahead and draft him. You keep missing out on him in mock drafts. I know. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever go above the eighth. I think... Mm -hmm. I'm uh, yeah. He's getting. See, I bet you I can find. I bet you I can find a tight end to stream every week, one through sixteen. Put a six pack we'll on. A, <laughs> no, I'm too afraid. <laughs> tight end. I don't know. Uh, Hayden Hurst is going to be awesome. He's going. He's going to be great. Uh, they threw the ball. I think the Falcons threw the ball like six hundred and eighty something times last year, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. So mm-hmm. even a small piece of that pie is going to be major. Major production. Baltimore Ravens defense, Matt Breida, Christian Kirk, John Brown go after Hayden Hurst went to Matt. Then Jerry Judy, Marlon Mack, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Philip Lindsay, and it's back to Matt in the ninth. Does that seem early for Judy? Damn. I was gonna say that's our first uh, rookie off the board, right? I I was wide receiver. I was looking for him this round and I did not think he was gonna go already. I was I was looking for him too. I'm like, he'll be there. He'll definitely be there. Well turns out (laughs) Well I I we're getting in that like a lot of receivers with upside category, and I see a lot of them speckled throughout here. I think at least one of the guys I really like is going to fall to me next round. So, oh my God, I just went tight end. I might go quarterback. And uh, Wentz is top on the board, which I think he's going to be great this year. But everybody who listens to the Chumps of Champs mm-hmm. knows that Matthew Stafford is our boy. He's the correct answer always. And, and I can't just disrespect <laughs> Matthew Stafford here. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Matthew Stafford in the ninth. It doesn't matter what the question is. The answer is Matthew Stafford. So mm-hmm. well done, Matt. He gets Matthew Stafford. And now it's to Scott. At this point, with the depth I've got at running back, and even though I'm not crazy about my receiving core, I don't see enough value at this point to take another receiver just to fill that out without it actually giving me much benefit. So now's when I'm actually going to go ahead and look tight end. And Evan Ingram is still sitting there. And I know we've talked about him in the past that if that dude's on the field, he could be a top three, top five for sure tight end. If the son of a bitch stays healthy, I think he's a great tight end. So I'm going to take Ingram. Well done. Well done. Yeah. I feel like he's the smarter pick over Hayden Hurst, but Hayden Hurst my boy. I mean, I think that it's way more risky, but it could, the upside is, yeah, higher. I think that Evan Ingram could finish higher than Hayden Hurst, but he could also break something and then be a waste of a pick. So there's just high risk, high reward. 
I think that's when we start labeling the eighth and ninth round picks for me. They're my boy rounds. Like if if they fall into that round, I'm not worried boy. about reaching at that point. I'm going right. to grab them. So I'm coming around on somebody we talked about in one of the most recent episodes at wide receiver. And I think I'm going to take him here. And that is Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. So I know that there's a kind of a crowd of wide receivers with Slayton and Tate. And then you got Ingram, of course, and Barkley will get his. But I think Sterling Shepard is the best of these wide receivers. And if Daniel Jones is going to take the next step, because he showed flashes last year, then Sterling Shepard is going to be a big part of that if he can stay on the field. So I like it here at this point. Sterling Shepard could be the number one in New York. I will do it. Giants back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Then Tevin Coleman, Pittsburgh's D, Tariq Cohen, C.D. Lamb, and Buffalo's D. Wow, all these defenses. Are we missing something? This guy took Darius Geis. I think that they need to update their software. And then Emmanuel Sanders, on Johnson, Mike Williams, and Latavius Murray, and it's back to me. So I've got my quarterback already. I do not have my tight ends, but most other – well, not most other teams, a lot of other teams. But I think at this point – I can pick of who's like remaining. I am going to go with Anthony Miller. Yay. Anthony Miller is, I know that I've got David Montgomery, but what are you going to do? This is a later pick. Anthony Miller has the potential to be a great wide receiver too. He's not going to overtake Robinson, but he can still get his. He proved what he can do. And I think this is a good time for Anthony Miller. Do you guys like Anthony Miller? I like it. Good. I'm Just leave it at that. Their offense. Mm. Oh, well, okay, fine, guy. <laughs> <laughs> now Scott's up. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I don't like anybody that's left. All right, pass point. on over to Matt. Now, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I Scott defer. gave up. <laughs> Bold strategy. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't have my personal rankings, but seeing who they're suggesting in wide receivers, the only guy that I'm even interested in would be possibly Preston Williams. I love Preston Williams. I was back and forth between him and Anthony Miller. Or maybe, well, take that back. I didn't see Justin Jefferson. He's still, Ooh. He's still sitting there. Ah, Jesse Ooh. Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> and since I'm not crazy about my wide receiving core, I was going to go a different way. But I see the upside in him for sure. So I'm just going to pull the trigger and take him. Pull that trigger. Boom. So, all right. Well, Scott Jefferson Jefferson. Matt, what you can do there? I think I need another receiver. And that's why in the eighth, ninth rounds, I took tight end quarterback because I thought there were some high upside guys that were going to fall. And they did. Um, yeah, Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson win, which were some high upside rookies, but still available is Henry Ruggs. And I love his situation. I love Henry Ruggs. In uh, Vegas, I think he's going to fall into the top receiver on their team. Rager's available. Don't like his situation as much. I think Danny's bigger on him. I do really like Michael Pittman, and he's way down the draft board, but I already have T.Y. And I can't put all my eggs in that basket, uh, not with the would you call it any of the friendship strategy? Yeah, friendship strategy. Multiple wide receivers, and they could both get production and good offenses, but if one of them gets injured, then the other one can become a superstar. Yeah, there's some yeah, other guys like... I think you're forgetting about the uh, timeshare 
that uh, Sammy Watkins gets here, Matt, and he's still there. Oh, he'll be there later. <laughs> what are the target? What's the target share like for Sammy Watkins? Does anyone know? I think it's uh, similar to Tyreek Hill. But uh, yeah, there's some other guys that are kind of interesting, like Lazard, who's ranked below Watkins, by the way, guys. That's um, stupid. That's so stupid. It's uh, it's a high floor, or I guess it's a high floor for this point in the draft for Watkins is what I'd say. He's going to be startable. But I'm is Tyreek gonna... Hill ranked higher than Watkins, or are they the same tier? Well, they get the same target, so I <laughs> guess they'd be about the same tier. That's, that's right. <laughs> All right, joking aside, I'm going to take Rugs. I love the upside, and I love his situation. That's I love. That's a great pick. If that's Justin Jefferson pick. was there, would you have still taken Rugs? I'm bigger on Rugs. Maybe I need to do some more reading up on Justin Jefferson. I'm, but I'm I bigger like... on. I'm bigger on rugs too. I like the Vegas offense, especially because he fell into what might be the number one role. And then Justin Jefferson complimenting Thielen in a run first offense. I just, I'm not as excited about it. It's been a while since we've uh, compared rugs to Tyree kill. Do you guys want to do that for like an hour, an hour and 15? Okay. So Matt takes Henry rugs and then it went Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. Oh, Wow. Duke Johnson, Jared Cook, Jameson Crowder, Tyler Higby, Daryl Henderson, Golden Tate, and then Alexander Madison. Uh, and now it's back to Matt. I got to pick again? You get to pick again. Oh, Preston Williams is still there. That's kind of interesting. No. <laughs> well, Danny wants him, so maybe I'll try to find value elsewhere. That, that is key advice. So nice. Key so advice nice. for when you're drafting is when don't the person that next nice. to you goes, no, don't <laughs> pick him. When he whimpers. <laughs> like Just a baby let, deer. Let him have his player so you're the nice guy. No, don't do any of that. Um, <laughs> Take Williams. Somebody at this point in the draft, this late, that's kind of exciting me is Antonio Gibson. I know there's a ton of question marks with like how much he was used in college how is he going to fit? Can he pass protect? Cause they want to use him as a running back, all this kind of stuff. Can he pick up like just basic NFL schemes? I don't know. Um, but man, he's an athletic freak and he's fast and he's going to, can be used all over the field. So I'm pretty interested in that at this point, just cause it'd be game breaking talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fill in my receivers later. I don't even need another quarterback or tight end. I'm just going to take him and really like the upside he brings to my team. Antonio Gibson wouldn't have made it back to you either because I would have taken it. Well, I take it back because I didn't see the Adrian Petersons on the board. And Adrian Peterson uh, won the rushing title in 2012, I think. Yeah. So he's just there going go. to be the guy, right? I was sure, still in winner. diapers in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I, here's a real conversation though. On the program that we're running from this, Adrian Peterson is technically ranked higher in the same tier, but higher than Antonio Gibson. And I think that's insane. Do you guys agree or disagree? I think he comes with a lot less upside, but I do think he's going to pretty going to have a pretty high utilization earlier just because he's a veteran and he can pick up pass protection and he does know all the schemes. He's been there for at least a year now. Is he going to be the new Frank Gore? He's going to get volume early in the season. Um, And I don't don't think it would be absurd. I was drafting more upside, but if I wanted a floor right here, I would take Adrian Peterson. I think that's a great comparison, Danny. I think if he's still getting, you know, eight to ten carries a game. He's a rich man's Frank Gore. He's still going to actually – I'm not saying he's relevant fantasy, but, I mean, I don't think he's going to have horrible numbers for what everyone expects him to be, just this old washed-up, 
you know, right piece so, of garbage. I so, still think yeah. he's going to be relevant on in the NFL and have so good next games. year when we're like we're looking at the stats and we're going, oh god, Adrian Peterson got a thousand yards. What? When did that happen? <laughs> this is the time when that would that happen. might be a stretch, but yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think is it Carl? Either Carlos Hyde or Frank Gore got a thousand yards last year. I think it was Hyde. Carlos Hyde, I think, ran for a thousand yards. And you go when? Right. <laughs> no, Carlos Hyde had a good year until everything got shaken up with him. But uh, no, I mean, Adrian Peterson also hit 900 rushing yards last year. So it was funny. almost this year when it happened. When I'm like, uh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Carlos Hyde is only 29, so I'm out of my mind. I think he's a guy who just seems so old to me. And he's younger than all three of us. <laughs> God. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Scott. All right. So I think I'm going to do something. I don't normally do. Well, I've probably never done at this point. It's always good to experiment. I know, right? And I'm just looking at value right now on the board and potential upside. And like we've already said, I've got four running backs, four receivers. So I'm pretty, pretty sound there. Got my quarterback, got a tight end. However, I have a tight end that's not real. You go dubs? Gonna go dubs tight ends? So I feel like if I take Gronk, one of those two has to be on the field. Oh, Gronk, that is a great backup tight end. Huge upside. Two guys that'll get injured week two. Great. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Your flex for the first two weeks. Right. That's what I'm saying. You could have one at flex. I see the upside. And like I said, I don't think Gronk's gonna be out this. I think he's gonna at least have a little bit of time for his body to heal. So I'm not saying he's not going to miss games here and there. A lot of CBD too. <laughs> I I would be surprised if Gronk plays less than I I'd put him in the 11 to 12 game range played for for sure this year. I don't think Over he's going to miss under, half the year. I bet you Gronk plays less. Nope. I I like him too. I take him back. I want him to play more. Now that he's not on the Patriots. I want him to play. Are you taking him? He did it. Okay. Scott takes Rob Gronkowski as his backup tight end because he had an injury-prone Evan Ingram a couple rounds earlier, so now he takes an injury-prone Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> and now it's uh, to me. I've, I still need a tight end, so that was kind of a middle finger right to my face because it is getting pretty <laughs> bare, guys. I figured I would, oh. he wouldn't be there on the way back, so that's why I did well, it. <laughs> what I thought... Scott was going to do is take your boy Janu right there. I know. Really shove the middle finger. <laughs> I see Janu there. And because, so there's Hooper, there's Gasicki, who could have a bigger role now that half of the wide receivers in Miami are opting out. You got Noah Fance and you got TJ Hawkinson. They're probably in the same category as Janu. And because of that, since I said a lot of names, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kick the tight end down the road another round there is only one more team after you that needs a tight end right now not right. saying that nobody's gonna draft two but yeah i don't i mean nobody's gonna draft two. wait scott <laughs> like i said everybody <laughs> did that that's how we lost on janu in our other draft yeah that's true that's true that did happen um but i'm gonna take a third just to piss you <laughs> Scott left. Oh, wait, looking at the draft board, one thing that I should have looked at is when I drafted Matthew Stafford in the ninth round, everybody had selected a quarterback besides me as of the seventh round. So that's when you can see that happen and you can really just let quarterbacks start sliding until people yeah. take backups, maybe. But I could have probably waited on Stafford a round or two. I bet. Mm-hmm. 
And tight ends are deep as well. They're not, I mean, there's the studs at the top and then there are the good ones, but there's a lot of middling tight ends that we really just don't know about. So waiting is not the end of the world on tight ends, similar to quarterback. But you guys left Preston Williams for me. I like him with the other guys opting out over there, Alan Hearns and uh, the other guy. What's his, what's his name? <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. I thought one of you guys would bail me out on his name. But I think it's going to be the Preston Williams and Devontae Parker show there. Adrian Peterson, Zach Moss, Jalen Rager, Brashad Perriman, Tony Pollard, Robbie Anderson. Now <laughs> he was... <laughs> Perfect. Austin Hooper. Oh, God, a tight end off the board. Boston Scott. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz in the 12th round. I was thinking about taking him as a backup, honestly. I think that's where I could have waited till the 12th for Stafford since everybody else had a quarterback. And that's the first team to take a second quarterback there in the 12th. Yeah. And Wentz was ranked above Stafford. I probably could have got Stafford three runs later. And then Miko Hardman went right before me. And now I'm up in the 12th round. There's four picks left. I still need a kicker and a defense. I think this is the time I'm going to go with my, my tight end. Who that is? I know I've got old boy Derrick Henry running the show there, but I cannot pass up my guy, my, my guy. tight end, my boy, Jonu Smith of the Tennessee Titans is on my team, and I could not be happier. Do you guys like lock him in the 12th? And lock it up. <laughs> nice. Do you like Jonu Smith in the 12th? <laughs> Or I know Matt does because he's a Titans fan, but Scott, what do you think of John New Smith? You chime in. I mean, I, the only reason I'm getting bigger on him is because you guys keep rubbing your pants to him. So <laughs> I, I have no idea what he's actually going to be, but he's just moving up my list because you guys don't stop talking about him. I think. You get 40 catches, 300 yards, and two touchdowns, and really just shit the bed is what he's <laughs> going to do. <laughs> but now Scott's on the board. Scott, are you going to go for a third tight end? Uh, nah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll stick with two. Nah, he aight, he aight. But what do you guys think AJ Dillon's getting? Do you think he's even going to be relevant? And he's going to have point an early the... down roll, and he's going to steal a lot of goal line carries. So I like his upside at this point in the draft. That's what I, I was like, thinking because I also no one like else. his. I also like his upside. Um, I'm not as big as it sounds like Matt is. I don't think he's going to have that big of a role other than the goal line. I do think I that's guess possible. What I should say is. If he finds a field, it's going to be in an early down roll and get goal line carries to snipe touchdowns. Right. I think the upside that he could fall into a, a decent role in that category. At the yeah. Time. Now we're in agreement. That is exactly, I think he could not have said that better. So, yeah. And at this point, I mean, there's, it's pretty sparse at every position I would, I would say. And what well, I've got my, my four running backs. So it's a guy that you're probably just going to go ahead and, drop after a couple weeks if you don't see what you want anyways so yeah i'll take i'll take aj Dillon. reluctantly scott takes aj Dillon, and then now it's on to matt so what are you doing in these late rounds matt i don't know i'm almost starting to think i i got my running backs and my wide receivers filled out i don't even think i want another running back on my team i got five right now i got four wide receivers i'll probably take another depth wide receiver at some point but I kind of want to start leaning towards kickers or defenses. A kicker in the 12th round sounds crazy, but uh, everybody's hey, still on the easy. board. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave that. If there was a defense that really excited me here, I'd take them. But the top four off the board, we saw them go super early. I don't recommend doing that. Um, I haven't 
brought up any like the good week one two matchups so far so i'll let that go maybe i'll take tucker or butker but let's look at what else is on the board scott wasn't joking that it's sparse i'm just gonna save everybody's time here <laughs> and i'm gonna go with uh justin tucker and just there you it. go which See, makes it weird that we were, we were like excited for most of our picks when we did our 12 team league with the other fantasy podcasts and now we're doing this here and we're just like god i don't like anybody but we like mm-hmm. somebody every round before right but justin tucker goes to matt then alshon jeffrey what alshon jeffrey and then cam newton mike Asiki, chicago's defense Lashawn mccoy chase edmonds justin jackson and naeem hines go and now it's back to matt i do really like uh, Justin Jackson in the 13th. I think there's upside there. He could easily fall into the like bulk load running back there. That's a good pick late. Volume mm-hmm. could definitely be there. And right. like Scott said with his last pick, doesn't pan out at this point in the draft, just cut him. Grab somebody on the waiver wire with upside. Right, and that's, that's the point that we're in is don't even worry about the guys that you're cutting. And that's why I didn't mind your kicker that early because... It's not that, I mean, it's not that early, especially if you have those guys that you're going to throw a dart at later on and the odds are in your favor that they won't be gone. They may, they may be gone, but the odds are they'll still be there, at least one of your guys. So might as well take a top tier kicker. Well, Justin Tucker's going to go down as the greatest kicker in NFL history. So yeah. did he really make a bad pick there? I mean, it's hard to argue that he did. So Matt, you're back on the board. Okay, well. So, still kind of getting over that you alluded to that being a bad pick, but which one? Um, <laughs> just joking. No. Um, I do think I'm going to fill out another receiver here, and I like three guys on the board right now. Uh, Alan Lazard. That's what I thought about. He's he's going to have the wide receiver two role in Green Bay. I don't see anybody taking that from him. Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball, and I think he's gonna he's gonna get the targets, and he's talented. You goon. Michael Pittman Jr. is still on the board. And I said it earlier, I don't like the friendship theory, but uh, I mean, at this point in the draft, he's my fifth wide receiver, I think. And maybe that, that friendship scenario isn't too bad of an idea at this point. Mm-hmm. I can drop him if Hilton really does come out of the gate swinging. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there could be a time when you can't, I mean, it's not the end of the world to play. What if Phil Rivers starts throwing 400 yards a game? I and- really think they're that complimentary of receivers, too that they can both be fantasy relevant. I don't see that being a weird thing. I mean, Evans uh, does it with Godwin. Why couldn't it happen here? I think Julio Jones and Ridley are going to do it potentially this year. And do you remember when Juju broke out? And this is different because they almost threw 700 times that year. But Juju and Antonio Brown both got over 160 targets that year. That's you don't insane. think Phil Rivers could throw 700 times with that O-line and end it? I love it. I would love <laughs> it. But, I mean, maybe not that much, but you can get a poor man's Antonio Brown-Juju combo and then yeah. off you go. You know, I don't, I don't think I'd do it in my regular drafts, but I think I'm going to take the upside of grab Michael Pittman Jr. here. I would take You're Lazard. Not gonna, you wouldn't do it in your... Oh. I would take Lazard in a normal draft here, but I'm taking Pittman Jr. now. So we can explain the friendship strategy. I love it. Mm-hmm. So what does that leave for Scott? Let me guess. Well, that was my pick. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna take Pittman if he didn't. You should have really talked up Lazard to me. Oh well, yeah, great I, pick, well, great pick. <laughs> I was at the same time. I was like, well, I'm not unhappy if I got Lazard. However, going back to it, I've already got one receiver who 
I'm hoping has upside. I would be totally interested in Curtis Samuel at this point in the draft if it wasn't for the addition of Robbie Anderson. I'm yeah, starting to become interested in Deshaun Jackson because Ooh. at the beginning of the year, what other... I mean, Alshon Jeffrey is not going to be a thing. But he's so old. <laughs> I know. I think he's younger than me. So are we going to start having to make it a rule where if they're younger than me, I can't call him old? He's 33. Oh, thank God he's older than me. Okay. <laughs> he old. All right. I think I'm just going to go ahead and take Lazard only because I'm not crazy about my wide receiver core. So between him and Jefferson, hoping that one of them is very relevant each week is kind of the, the route I would take. It was literally between Lazard and Butka as my kicker, but oh, I'm going to go ahead and take the talent position hey, first. Talk about old Butka. Um, so I'm going to take a kicker. Can you guys guess which one? Butka or Will Lutz? There it is. So I've got three picks left. I still need a kicker, still need a defense, and I'm a big fan of the kicker and or defense, depending, I mean, really, whichever one you like more. And then your last round doing that dart throw. Uh, my dart throw was going to be Michael Pittman or Alan Lazard. But I can't do that anymore, can I, guys? So I took Will Lutz there. And then it went Big Ben Roethlisberger, Jamal Williams, Joe Burrow, Rashad Penny, Baker Mayfield, Ryquel Armstead, Harrison Baca, Baca, New England Patriots, Nikhil Harry, and Devontae Freeman, which comes back to me. I have a defense in mind that I've been eyeballing. Being balling an eye on. And they, and they are the Indianapolis Colts. Hmm, I true. think that they're going to be an improved defense, and they play Jacksonville in the first round. That's what I value when I look at defenses and special teams is early season stuff because I am a big believer in streaming defenses. I really don't care that much about I mean, if the, yes, San Francisco and Pittsburgh are supposed to be the top ones, and generally you can use them most often but i'm a streamer are you what do you guys think when it comes to defenses and special teams are you guys streamers or are you elite defenses like new england was last year and ride them out i'm a big streamer guy until i guess it's about mid-season if i have a team that i've been riding for a while with good matchups with a late buy right around that bye week i'll be eyeing up grabbing somebody who has a great playoff schedule and i don't care if they're the best defense in the league but if they have a great weeks 14, 15, and 16, for sure, and yeah. they've, they've put up respectable fantasy numbers throughout the year, I'm going to try to saddle them up then yeah. and use them throughout the rest of the season. Maybe stream a guy, but hold on to that team uh, throughout the stretch to kind of fill in a spot. But, man, I really like to get that playoff team midway through the season. Yeah, I never draft two, court, two, two defenses, and a lot of teams do that, and they like to go back and forth between and two. Mid-season, though, I start to roster two defenses. That's what I do. And bounce back forth towards the end, maybe in the middle, and then look just what Matt said to do is look at the playoff schedule, look at who has the best defenses and for those playoff schedules and bounce back and forth between the two and get prepped for that. But sorry, Scott, I'm wasting your time on the No, I was just about to say the same thing. I usually pick one defense because I like either they're decent, I think they're going to be decent overall, and or they have a decent start. And then usually by week four or five, I'm looking at who's done well and put up a lot of points average per week, not even had the most points because they could have a huge week. I look at the team that's had, you know, like eight points every week for the first four weeks, somebody who's shown consistency. And Mm -hmm. that's who I try to pick up as my second 
defense, then kind of go back and forth through the matchups. And then if one starts to fall, you still have one, but I've never drafted two, two defenses. That's for sure. Right. Um, so at this point, the last two rounds, I still need a kicker in defense, which is common for me at some point. But like we've said, a lot of times we'll do a, a dart throw at the very last pick. But I try to get a kicker, I'd say, before a defense, just because the kickers, I, I attribute more to how's the offense. If it's yeah. a team that's got a good offense, I'm going to like their kicker more, whereas defenses, you can play them for a couple weeks and drop them. And so, I'm more I'm more apt to hold on to a kicker who's really performing, who maybe is like a dome kicker, has a good schedule, like all these things. Like I'll hold on to him through some bad matchups because I think they're less dependent than a defense. Like I love to stream yeah. defenses. I'm not loving streaming kickers because people aren't gonna drop the top tier kickers. People will mix up their defenses. They don't care. Yeah. And kickers, yeah, like you said, it it's not even who's the most talented at half the time. It's whose offense moves the ball the best to give them the most opportunities to kick. You could have a mediocre kicker, but if he was on Baltimore's team last year, he's going to be getting you points. So yeah. well, you, you still want a team with a bad red zone offense. Right. Yeah. yeah you you want to be good, not great. <laughs> That's yeah. why Prater was so good for all those years. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and take a kicker. I'm going to take Zerline because it's Dallas, and I think their yeah. offense is going to be great this year. Yeah. A good pick. Um, now that he doesn't play for the Rams, I'm totally fine with it. So Matt's up now. Okay, second to last pick. I'm gonna take a defense because I want to take my flyer in the last round. I'm not gonna think about too much. They're not top of the board right now, but Titans have a good week one two matchup. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm a Titans fan, so get it, girl. I'm gonna take the Titans. So Matt goes with Tennessee Titans. Oh, Deshaun Jackson. I just said. So, okay, Deshaun Jackson goes, the Rams, Justin Rohrwasser of New England. I guess he's the new, uh, who was their kicker for the longest time? New England. Goskowski. Goskowski, yeah. I guess he retired? No. Damian Harris, Zane Gonzalez, Minnesota's defense, Matt Gay, Robbie Goulds, and back to Matt for his last pick. Who is that dart throw you spoke about? I didn't have him in mind yet. Oh! <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a few guys of interest available. One thing I could do, which I don't recommend, but I could just throw Philip Rivers on my bench and be happy about my life. Between Stafford and Rivers, oh, a lot of upside there. But I think I'd struggle to find who could start each week. Corey Davis is still there. I was going to say that. Corey no, Davis. you weren't. Shut your yeah. butt. Well, I mean, Sammy Watkins is there in that target chair. Mm, but... <laughs> Corey Davis, I think, still has very breakout ability, and I think people are counting him out too much right now. He's going to be on the field. He's going to be effective, I think, in the passing game. Uh, running back-wise, eh, I'm not seeing anybody who I even really care about a dart throw anymore. Running back dart throws, you got to take early. It yeah, it's like, over. That's, it's like, over. That's why I took Antonio Gibson early in, like, the, what, 13th round? That's when you got to take your running back dart throws. Could throw TJ Hawkinson on my bench if for some reason Hurst doesn't pan out. I don't hate that. I actually, with a flex league, man, I might just go ahead and do that. I can pick up Corey Davis on the way or on the free agent pool later on and not even worry about it. So, Mm -hmm. and I think Philip Rivers and a couple other quarterbacks that I like too are still going to be there also. So I'm thinking TJ Hawkinson. 
That is not a bad choice. Um, Scott's going to be on the clock. I know he's not going to take another tight end. Um, <laughs> I'll explain my thing. You don't know. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it, guy. No. You, oh, you need a D, don't you? Yeah, I need a D. There's some other intriguing tight ends right now are like Blake Jarwin. Who knows what he's going to do in Dallas? Mm-hmm. He could light shit up there. Mm-hmm. Scott, who's the defense that you want? Uh, if I was just going overall, I think on my Saints. personal rankings, it would be the Saints. Yeah. But at this point in the last week, I mean, the Saints play old Tom, Tommy Beanbags in the first game. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be a great matchup for him. Well, he'll have uh, to figure it out. I mean, Tommy's got to figure yeah, out. I still offense. think they're going to put up points right Tom, off. Yeah. Might not be 40, but I still think they're going to be putting up plenty of points right away. Um, week two, they're playing the Raiders. That's uh, not too bad, I guess. And then week three is as much as I'm looking at. Uh, and they're playing Green Bay. So two of their first three weeks, I don't really like. Philly has two good matchups. Week one and three are pretty. They play Washington in week one. Oh, yeah. And I don't, week two isn't very favorable, but I think it's Cincinnati in week three, if memory serves correctly. So I'm going to take Philly just because after the week three, I'm already going to be looking for somebody else. Um, so Scott takes Philadelphia's defense. So now it's my dart throw time. And I am going to be taking, since I took Janu Smith and I love Janu Smith, but I easily could be wrong about Janu Smith. I'm back Ooh. and forth between Paris Campbell. Wide receiver for the Colts. I think he could be a, a slot, you know, guy that Rivers relies on. Eh. <laughs> Next. But I think <laughs> but I think who I'm actually going to take is Noah Fance. Oh, can I throw two more into the mix? Well, you yeah. already heard me talk about Blake Jarwin. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about Eric Ebron this year? I think he could be a sneaky high volume tight end in Pittsburgh. I don't think be. Vance McDonald is going to be relevant now that they have Eric Ebron like how do you guys see that shaking out there I Vance McDonald just existing even though he hasn't been a super fantasy producer just him being there kind of bugs me when it comes to Eric mm. Ebron um because Eric Ebron fell off so much he was very touchdown dependent a couple of years ago didn't he have like 13 touchdowns a couple of years ago when he was in not Detroit but I think it was an Andrew Luck year and yeah. then, he, then Andrew Luck left, and it went on like 300 and something yards and no touchdowns. And I know Ben Roethlisberger is better than what he had in Indianapolis, but I think I like these other guys better. Hawkinson, obviously Janu, but Kasiki, Fan, Goddard. That's like convincing me more and more. I love Hurst this year, but man, I might just wait until the end of the draft on tight ends in my real drafts this year and mm-hmm. take like, yeah, Hawkinson and Ebron. And one of those guys is going to figure out maybe Jarwin. Like, yeah. And Fan fans still there yeah so these are all guys with a lot of upside and they could see a lot of value in their offense right you know that uh jordan reed's still in the league (laughs) yeah he just signed with uh san francisco san francisco he's kittle's backup now or they could run 12 personnel sets i guess old delaney walker he is a free agent still delaney walker i thought yeah is that true said free agent on their list there wow i was looking at it right before this ended (laughs) okay so that's that then, guys. Matt, you drafted fifth overall. Why don't you run quickly through your team, and then we'll break down what we liked and didn't like about the draft. Out of the fifth spot in this half PPR 12-team league, I took Dalvin Cook, then Kenny Galladay, 
then Todd Gurley, then David Johnson, then T.Y. Hilton, then Cam Akers, then Deontay Johnson. And then I moved into the tight end realm, took Hayden Hurst, then Matthew Stafford, then Henry Ruggs, then Antonio Gibson. Justin Tucker was then my kicker, first kicker off the board in the draft in the 12th round. Michael Pittman Jr. then. Tennessee Titans for my defense and TJ Hawkinson in the last round to kind of sure up my tight end. Awesome. Now Scott went six. Scott, what is your team? So I'm going to go by position here. Um, so I got Kyler Murray quarterback in this team running backs. I got Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders, which I love both of them in a, any kind of PPR half PPR situation. Wide receivers. I got Juju Smith-Schuster and DJ Chark. Tight end, I got Evan Ingram slash Rob Gronkowski. Who knows from week to week. Flex is James Conner. I got Philly's defense, Greg Zerline kicking. My bench consists of James White and Brandon Cooks. Justin Jefferson, Alad Lazard, and A.J. Dillon. Three kind of flyer with upside type guys. And Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Did you say him already? I mentioned him with the Evan Ingram. I was for sure listening. Week. <laughs> so I went seventh after these boys and my team consists of Dak Prescott and then Derek Henry and Clyde Edwards Alaire as my running backs Odell Beckham and Robert Woods as my wide receivers my tight ends are Noah Fant and Jonu Smith they actually list on my thing they list Noah Fant first even though I took Jonu first because I love him my flex is David Montgomery Colts defense because they played Jacksonville week one. Will Lutz because he has the same last name as me. And then my bench is Kareem. I, okay, I say that, but by the way, Will Lutz is my number one kicker. Great offense in a dome. There you go. Kareem Hunt, J.K. Dobbins, Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller, and Preston Williams are my bench. You guys want to hear, uh, I don't know if you guys have brought up, but they have projected standings for us. Number one overall out of the 12 teams was Scott. Ooh. Ooh. Number Yay, two Scott. overall was Danny. Yay. And then number 12 out of 12 was, <laughs> was me. <laughs> you know what that means? You know what that means in reality though, dude, yeah. you got the best team. <laughs> That's what I always say. Don't pay attention to draft grades. Don't list yeah. pick just to get a better draft grade. I, I hate when people brag about their Yahoo draft grade and just because they put they pick the, the top, top guy, guy on yeah. the board. Whoever they suggest, you just take them. So don't do not do that. Draft who you like for your fantasy team, who you've put in the long hours of research and analysis and found to be the guy who's the right value and take him when you have to take him. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't worry about your draft grade. Right. The, the proof is in the pudding is what we always say here. Don't we always we, say that, Danny? We say it every day when we wake up. We say the proof's in the pudding. So that fits Danny, here. looking at our teams, ours are so comparable. Like we both have running backs, good running backs in our flex. Our wide receivers are eh. We both got good quarterbacks hey, at the same time. Hey, speak for yourself, creep. And, shut up <laughs> we both got those wide receiver kind of upside flyer guys and a running back at the same spot like i feel like our teams are maybe that's why we're one too because i feel like ours are very very similar yeah they're balanced um it would appear that this platform likes running backs just like the depth of it maybe i think they like qbs too with you guys having kyler murray and Dak right. prescott 
That's, I also just realized something that I don't like is on my team, I now have Matthew Stafford, Kenny Dell, Galladay, and TJ Hawkinson. So I'm loaded up on my well, lines. <laughs> you loaded up with the greatest offense of the century. So yeah, the, that's surprise Super Bowl champs for 2020. <laughs> I didn't even realize that either. I realized right after uh, Scott took Connor that he had a couple of Steelers. And I didn't know if that was in Scott's plan or if he noticed that. Scott, did you notice he took two Steelers in the first four picks? No, not until you said it. Uh, um, it wasn't really a thought in my mind. It was just that's who I had thought had the most value at that Does point. Does that bother? I mean, it may not bother you. Does that it, bother you though? It, when it would if it was time? like a team, like if I were to get like maybe uh Fournette and Chark, where it's yeah. like an offense where I'm not very, even though I love Jacksonville. But the Steelers offense is good enough. Yeah, exactly. To where I feel like they're going to be putting up points and yards every game to where it can easily sustain both of those. Matt, what do you think about that strategy? Um, strategy or accident, depending on how you look at it, of multiple players from the same offense when it comes to skill positions. I know that ever, doing the quarterback-wide receiver combo is nothing. That, I actually kind of like it when that happens because you get all that point. But wide receiver, wide receiver, or wide receiver running back, does that bother you? Or do you avoid it? I, I'm a big eggs in different baskets guy. I don't even like in like traditional fantasy stacking quarterbacks receivers i do like doing stacks in dfs oh sure i am just you gotta go big of a different mindset in uh regular fantasy i like everything spread out it gives you more games to watch too which is Mm -hmm. always a bonus and uh yeah i just i don't know i can't say that this the numbers probably agree with me but i like to have it all spread out now that we're finished looking at this draft board is there anyone on any of our teams that you guys found to be kind of value for where they took them? Yeah, I think, uh, I hate to say it, Danny, but I really liked after you made the pick, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but David Johnson, or sorry, David Montgomery in the fifth round, I think it was an obvious tier break after him. I don't like a lot of the running backs. I think Mark Ingram was the next. Uh, I mean, I picked Cam Akers after that, which I think is upside, but David Montgomery's floor is so high. I think it's going to get a lot of utilization. Um, great pick in the fifth. Yeah, that was my my first one as well. The other one I like is Matt in the 13th with Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's going to be tremendous this year in that offense. And getting him as your flyer right before your defense at the end of a draft, I mean, I, I see huge potential there. I like him a lot. If I didn't already have two kind of like I said, I think I was going to take him if you didn't. So I like him there. That's, I think, tremendous value for where he's going to end the season. Yeah, I'm going to toss two out there because I want to. Uh, DJ Chark in the fifth. I know he's going around there anyway, but looking at Scott's team, when he had three rock star, I think could be rock star running backs in Kamara Sanders and Connor, and then Juju Smith-Schuster to have his wide receiver two be DJ Chark is great, but also I think one of the best picks of the draft was round 11. Matt took Antonio Gibson. Um, <laughs> and we don't know what the hell is happening in Washington, but Antonio Gibson at this point, I mean, I know Adrian Peterson is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but at this point, Antonio Gibson is going to be the best option in Washington's backfield, and getting him there is obviously in a half PPR is just I'll tell everybody listening to if you if you have the ability with whatever platform or 
boards or whatever you're using in previous year's drafts, go look at everybody's 11th round pick. Those guys were probably either cut at some point in the season or won somebody a league because they were incredible value. So you don't think of round 11 as being like that, ooh, flyer high upside, but yeah, it is. So, I mean, don't be afraid to reach for ceilings there. Well, that's that then, guys. 12-team half PPR. August 13th, we're getting so close to draft time. I'm getting so excited. This is just just the the season in general. Yeah. I mean, baseball is really pooping their pants. And the NFL, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything. Knock on wood, they seem to have their their stuff together. But thanks, everyone, for sticking around for this. Go to chumpsandchamppodcast.com. Look at our articles, rankings, and past shows. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter and like and share our stuff on Facebook. We really appreciate all the support. And, uh, I don't know where you're listening to us now, but listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or website or anywhere else you listen to the podcast. Yeah, we're going to be dropping some articles coming up here, so pay attention for that to help you through your draft. But we will see you next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.